Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning, friends. My name is David Terrell. I teach physical science at Warner Pacific College. Please forgive me for bringing my working attire today. <clears throat> I will talk about miracles. I have been trying all my life to be, not to be a troublemaker, but uh, it's hard when we think about science and religion, what make us together, normally we come to things that separate us. So I will talk about miracles. One of the problems that we have when we talk about miracles is that we have a very limited uh, language. And if we define a miracle, we normally go to ideas like something about the supernatural. And that makes a, a scientist a little bit edgy because we are all about nature. So I would like to share my views about science and religion and it is seem, seems to me that when we think about the difficulties of bringing science and religion together, we immediately think about these difficulties. So bringing supernatural and natural together is always challenging. And the impossibility of having both of these at the same time, um, I believe is because of the way that we define what is natural or supernatural, but it is really important for our well-being that we bring these two together. I'm going to read from the scripture from Exodus 15, 22 to 27, where the Israelites were going out of Egypt. There were many miracles. There happened many, many supernatural things, like the parting of the Red Sea and so on. So in Exodus 15:22 we read Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea and they went into the desert of Shur for 3 days they traveled in the desert without finding water When they came to Marah they could not drink the water because it was bitter That is why the place was called Marah Marah means bitter waters so the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and God showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. There the Lord issued a ruling and instructions for them and put them to the test. He said, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands 
and he and keep all his decrees, I will not bring unto you any of the diseases I brought unto the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Then they came to Elim, where there were twelve springs and seventy palm trees, and they camped there near the water. This is a very good example of a miracle that we read in the Bible, the turning of bitter waters into potable drinking water. Now, as a chemist, I will always try to find an explanation, right? And, but before I spoil it to you, let me, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to make a little, uh, also scientists are trying always new things, uh, but I, I will probably need a, a somebody to help me, somebody that can check that I am not going to be cheating or anything. So can I ask Fiona to come and help me? And let me tell you, she doesn't know anything about this. So, <laughs> so if, uh, if we didn't know what I was trying to do here, everybody would think, oh, wow, that's magic, right? And that's what Magicians do, right? They, they, they play with nature. I didn't do anything supernatural. I was just playing with chemicals, right? Uh, those of you who took uh, general chemistry know that we have these color indicators that we can, we can use to see if a solution is acid or base or whatever. So I had a, I had a basic solution and then I started adding a, an acid solution with a color indicator. And as the solution became acid, then it became uh, the acid is colorless, the basic is pink. So, when I read the scripture here, I see that Moses had some wood from the desert that had been probably acidified by the sun because cellulose becomes a, some kind of alcohol when it's uh, you know, changed by, by the sun. So if you put an acid into a basic solution that is normally bitter, that's what an alkaline water is, then you would neutralize it and you would make it there, right? But the question here is, knowing that that is the chemical reaction that happened, would that take away the miracle of being able to do it in Moses' time, right? So we can always see what miracles are from a natural perspective. There is no division, there is no separation. When our dear Lord created the universe, he had these natural laws that they're really a miracle. So let me tell you a little bit about water and how I believe in miracles as a natural thing. When Galileo in the 1600s was having some difficulties with the church, it was because he knew more of what common sense knew. So the church said, and it is in the Bible, that the earth is at the center of the universe. But he was finding out because he developed a telescope and he was reading other information from Kepler and so on, that it might be that the earth was not at the center of the universe, that the earth, in fact, was moving around the sun. But we all know that the earth is not moving. I mean, we just look out the window and we see that the earth is not moving. That's common sense. 
in general, common sense is nonsense. But this is what is happening, right? So if you look around and you see outside of the window and you see that the Earth is not moving, then Galileo had a very difficult task to prove to the Pope and to the church, if it is not moving, sorry, if it is moving, how can you prove that it's moving? And that was his main task, right? Of course, he developed a mental experiment thinking about what happens when you are moving with something. We all have had uh, experience traveling in a train or a plane and so on, and you know that if you are inside a train, you can throw things and everything is going to move according to that framework of the train. So because we are moving with the Earth, then we don't see that the Earth is moving. That's kind of the solution, right? But at the same time, there were other things that he was trying to do. He was trying to use the tides of the oceans to prove that the Earth was moving. But people would say, you know, there is a connection between the moon phases and the tides. And he thought, that cannot be. That really seems like supernatural, how the moon would have any effect on the tides of the Earth. I don't see any strings or anything, right? It was about 100 years later that Newton came out with the idea of gravitation. So you see, there, there are many times in which not understanding something might look like the occult or supernatural. Once we start understanding something, then we see that there is a connection, there is a reason, there is this nature that God created in a way that it is a miracle. So when I think about miracles, I can start naming things like the birth of a child, that we, we you know, see that miracle happening there uh, and so on. So let me just finish by saying how I think that water itself is a miracle, is a miracle substance. It is not a normal substance. You know, the molecular structure of water makes it behave in a very peculiar way. Most things, for instance, when they cool down, when they, cool down they shrink. Water, when it freezes, expands. So it floats on water, ice floats on water, right? So that kind of behavior makes water an exceptional thing. Think about a very cold uh, lake in, let's say, Minnesota. As water freezes, becomes ice and floats. The other thing that happens with ice is that it's a thermal isolator. That means that heat cannot go through this sheet of ice. So the very cold lake in Minnesota is going to be frozen at the top, keeping the water below warm, allowing life fish to live. The temperature between the air outside and the water inside is very high, and fish can live inside that. Isn't that a miracle? 